to the Sower's Almanac. I am Greg. I'm Chris. I'm Seth. And we're with Ransom City Church here. We wanted to talk to you guys today about something that's been on our minds and we've been seeing quite a lot in the last, you know, kind of ever since we started, but in the last year especially is uh, apostasy. Yeah. Um, yeah, falling away uh, from the faith or kind of renouncing your beliefs. Um, deconstructing. This, yeah, deconstructing. <laughs> As Josh Harris Why is it. that the word they like? I don't know, because it it's sounds intellectual. So it's it very, softens it? Yeah, it's like a sterilized way of oh, saying, I turned my back on everything <laughs> I have here. I abandoned my principles? Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound like as good. Like tour about, yeah. like... And if you say, like, well, really, I'm just deconstructing? Like, it, it sounds a lot like, wow, he's really smart. It sounds, it sounds a lot more sophisticated, yeah. 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 Not yeah. like, I turn my back on my God and my people. Um, oh, that's not cool? Yeah. Okay. I love so, Chris, sin. give yeah. us a, a definition of apostasy. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the dictionary definition, if you look it up, is a like a formal renunciation of your pol- either political or religious beliefs is usually kind of... The way it goes, but typically when we're talking about it in the church, apostasy is someone who's fallen away from the faith, or you know, and we'll talk about this, but going out from us, as First John talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews talks a lot about falling away or not reaching, you know, the the land that was promised, those kind of things. Um, but yeah, it's someone who you thought for sure was a Christian. They they talked like a Christian. They act like a Christian. They, they identified as a Christian. Right, they identified yeah. themselves as one. They, they gave that public profession of faith. Maybe they got baptized. Maybe they were even your pastor. And then later renounced. Right. And then yeah. some, at some point they go, you know what? I don't believe this. I don't know if I ever really believe this. And, and I've been away. seeing a trend of uh, people feeling they need to make a very like public and like sensationalized like open letter yeah. or like some, I wonder some kind of is. public, um, you know, grabbing it, attention. You got it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why I said that. But like, it, it's yeah. just so damaging. And it's like some of these people um, will say things, you know, that aren't necessarily disrespectful from from their, uh, you know, the Christian uh, kind of values that they had or the church or something. But it's like making a, a statement like this is like damaging to the church's mission mm-hmm. yeah um and i mean the other thing we see is like when we when we think about people um searing their conscience or making shipwreck of their faith is like people that we're really worried are not christians and we're soon gonna find out are walking away from the church yeah. entirely and mm-hmm. we're like are you like in the faith are you a brother do you get it at this point with what you're doing it it's not right. really in line yeah yeah it's funny um because i i kind of feel like maybe 10 years ago it was more like there was scandals in the church like a lot of like mm-hmm. you know immorality you know you'd see like oh Failures, pastors yeah like yeah. sexual failings or you know obviously you know we're in an a29 so mark driscoll you know kind of unwilling to repent of his like anger and kind of bullying people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I was actually cleaning out my bookshelf today and I found church planter written by Darren Patrick with the foreword by Mark Driscoll. Right. And it was kind of like, Oh, and even, even like when I think about Driscoll now, it's like from what I know, like he's a Christian, he is a pastor, like, you know, whatever. But it's like, how many things can I renounce? Like, you know, Calvinism and how many right. old like, doctrine and theology that I, yeah. I held to. It's like, what are you doing? What's the next thing I'm going to hear? Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, 
that's kind of the trajectory, as it that's seems like. Because I'm really hoping that we're not going to hear an open letter giving up soon from him saying, yeah, saying like, well, my wife and I are splitting up, and I'm not a Christian anymore, and all this stupid stuff that it's like. Obviously, I really hope not. Right. Obviously, it's like when those things happen, it means God's word wasn't your standard to begin with. Right. Um, yeah. They went out from us because they weren't of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so what I was saying is just I feel like maybe 10, 20 years ago, it was more like it was a scandal, but they weren't renouncing their faith. They were just living out of step with it or, you know, something. And it's like maybe they weren't Christians anyway, but it was more in vogue to still be a Christian. But now I feel like these pastors aren't having these like crazy scandals. I mean, some still are, but it's more like, nope, I'm just not a Christian at all. Like I'm just done. It's know. more caving to the cultural pressure yeah, seems exactly. to be more the trend. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. th- it's one of those things too. This has been part of my frustration in this season is I've, obviously it's heartbreaking anyway to hear about um, any of this apostasy. And especially right now, it seems to be just in the air. Was it, was it James White talking yeah. about the tidal wave? He, he, he said, uh, I think he said this like five or six years ago, but he was like, just know it's coming, a tsunami of apostasy. He's right. And that's exactly what it is. He's right. But I think, yeah, part of the the frustration with that has been just watching people's reaction to it and and kind of grappling with it. Yeah, kind of in both directions. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Well, and you were talking about this, but you kind of have people who are like, very kind of like cold and calloused saying, well, they went out from us. Because they weren't of us, so they were never end of Christians. conversation done. Yeah, and it's like oh, all right. Versus like that's like, a person, that's a that's a sinner, that's an image bearer of God that we should love and mm-hmm. care about their soul. Right. So yeah. it's like and don't want be them so to repent and believe. Cold about it. Like, we right. Should, we, should we should be, be grieved. We should right. Be grieved, right. Yeah. grieved by it. But then you were saying the other On side the flip, of it. This this is the one I've seen like everywhere, and I've been really shocked by it. Um, I it's like I again here I want to be gracious I think I get what they're reacting to I think they're reacting to the callous group but then pendulum swinging the other direction and overreacting to it is kind of what I'm seeing and it's in essence like almost uh, getting mad at anybody bringing up like well they never were and we're seeing that by their denouncing of the faith it means they never were a Christian and they're almost like nice great great to bring that up you know how it's like but that's true yeah I mean that's just true though. I think something that um, kind of leads to that is the culture of um, social media and yeah. you know, text-based, like, public square, really. Yeah. Is a lot of those arguments are comments on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to read the tone into what they're saying and assume the worst of people. It's hard, it's hard to read ways. it, for sure, and uh, it's so a different Some people are like, system. I'm sure that he's just cold and like... Right. And sometimes it seems like they are, and it's like, yeah. this isn't really the forum in which to have this conversation. I mean, oh, you're right. Maybe yeah. a podcast isn't either. I don't know. That's just kind of the world <laughs> It's at least a longer form right conversation. Now. Yeah, you can hear it um, But yeah. that, that can be hard to convey. But yeah, our our hearts should break for those people. Um, but I would say a Christ-like attitude also is to say, like, we're still on mission. Like, this this person doesn't get it. Like, yeah, we'll preach the gospel to them. Um, but they're um, as a uh, tax collector to us now, mm-hmm. and, and we're right. going to proceed which, on mission and which... love our people. And why are we going to chase the guy who has given up his faith in in lieu of loving the people that are like 
no, can you teach me like what the Bible has to say? Because I'm really serious right. about being a Christian and living for God. And I do have a, a new heart and new desires right. for him. You know? Yeah, we're going to pursue them as we would any non-believer well, I, with the gospel. I think that's the yeah. key is Jesus says just different. treat them like a tax collector. And it's like, well, how did Jesus treat tax collectors? He hung out with them and preached the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not like you're an untouchable get out you right now i mean that's you're just not going to pastor them yeah, in the same he way wasn't and they're not mean to members them, of the but, church but he right. didn't yeah, um, exactly. drop everything he was doing to go after only those people right because yeah. even i mean matthew the apostle was a tax collector so yeah. it's like obviously jesus reached out to tax collectors but seth as you said you're not going to pretend they're a Christian, pretend they're part of the church. And, and worst of if all, if you pretend, were a member and deny your faith, then you're going to be excommunicated because right. you, you're showing that you're not a member of the church. Yeah, and it's right. And that's the point is you don't want to give them the false hope of like, you can just denounce the faith and just we're going to pretend everything's, everything's fine. fine. Right. right, exactly. So, But part of it too, it, the, I said it's a different scoring system. I think social media doesn't help because like everybody's going for like, witty it helps with almost nothing <laughs> like <laughs> likes and retweets and how yeah. witty can i be and i don't think that's helping this conversation like, burn uh, yeah but yeah like i i i have gotten frustrated and i gotta watch my heart on this too but i've gotten frustrated watching people's i think pendulum swing the other direction because a couple of things one is like this is this is nothing new like this is exactly what it talked about in scripture this is exactly you know they went off from us because they weren't of us like there's going to be people that deny the faith and prove they never were. Like, that's a tale as old as time. It's going to continue to happen. There's nothing new from that standpoint. And we should, like, people are almost making an enemy of theology when they they do this, when it's like, no, that's the very thing. We want to have good, strong theology. That's the very thing that's going to help us get through this. Or again, I mean, like can. That's... That's the worst case. Maybe that's what some some people are doing. I'm sure some. Right. I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying everybody. But yeah, but the, that's the, that's what's so difficult to parse that. That's out. my concern. Like, at least when it's a yeah. Facebook comment, like no one likes the guy that has a like five page essay as their comment. Right. Uh, so it could be all just the nuances to, yeah, to of their that. point of view. But so. it's a. Like, this isn't anything new, and in fact, like, right now, I think, I, I agree, we're hearing a lot more that I, it looks to me like caving to the culture mm-hmm. more than scandal, Yep. and that's nothing new. That, that, how many predictions of that do we have in scripture? Right. Like, yeah. that, there, that there's going to be a separation of, you know, chaff from wheat, yeah. and it, a lot of it is going to be, like, not being will, in love with this world. People and, will be lovers of self, yeah. and gather for themselves people to you know tickle their ears so i mean even when we think about um caving to cultural pressure i mean i think about things that now this isn't apostasy um right now but again it's the like kind of are you okay like do i have to worry about where you're headed it's like uh when we think about things like uh uh, Shapiro's podcast, like we listen to the the Sunday specials and stuff, and it's like when Christian figures are on there. Like uh, you were mentioning uh, John MacArthur, right? Chris? Yeah, and uh, Ravi Zacharias, who like it, those two guys. It's it's not like we agree with everything they've ever said sure, theologically, yeah. but it's, it's like when they're on there, they it seems like kind of drop the ball and compromise their faith and exclusivity of the gospel like very unnecessarily and or very like, soft conversationally like, right what in a way that's concerning are you yeah. setting like you totally didn't even have to say that but you're just like not standing up for what you believe and yeah. like yeah because i think 
what you're referring to, I'm pretty sure at some point John MacArthur said something to the tune of, like, we have the same God, or something like that. Yeah. And it was like, don't... It's no. it's just pandering. It's like, yeah, right. why and are it's you like, saying that? It's like, obviously, the Jewish He's God... He's talking about history, but... Historically, but, is the Christian God, yeah. because Jesus was Jewish. But, but if you deny like, Christ, we're not. We're just saying God. Right, but yeah, exactly. It's if, like, even, Jesus like, isn't I'm sure your God, Ben Shapiro don't. wouldn't, like, expect you to say that. Well, I mean, I think he does think that. Is he that, may. I think he yeah, does yeah, think yeah, he that may. Christians right. and Jews have the same God. He might think that, right. but you don't need to say that. But yeah, he's not conversationally podcast. expecting you to say well, that. Yeah, like, like, you, you can don't disagree with him on everything. You're, you're like unnecessarily on jumping on nice. a grenade. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, you it's like, it. this isn't right. what you need to do. Well, and to clarify, like with MacArthur and, and Robbie Zacharias, it's like, they're they're brothers. Like, we disagree on secondary yeah. issues. But they're they're brothers, but it still is a... Those lines are concerning, where it's, it's like, like don't why do that. are you saying that? Right, you just yeah. just stand for the hard, hard truth. Yeah, yeah, do it in love, but right. You know. uh, the other, the other hard part to me is um, how I guess influential to my faith, and I know a lot of us as a church, and you know. We talk about Driscoll and, you know, Acts 29 uh, church plants and everything. It's like we kind of, as Christians, grew up on the teaching and exposition of, of a lot of these men who have either failed or, in some cases, walked away to mm-hmm. some degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's heartbreaking not just to lose them as, like, you know, mentors in, in kind of the virtual sense um or as as brothers in the christian church but it's like we still hold to some of what they taught and benefited from what they taught and believe that god spoke through them like driscoll before before a lot of the things came out um, and before we were at where we are now, I mean, he he was a very influential figure, and I, I do think God really spoke through him and used a lot of his teaching sure. to yeah. form, you know, our kind of um, theology. Um, so it's it's hard. It's it's a big loss when you see things like that, and like. I even think of like um, when we talk about apostasy, like under oath, <laughs> like oh. they were they were one of my favorite bands, oh. and, and I really yeah. do think that um, God used what they were saying in some of their songs to help bring me to faith. Mm-hmm. Um, they used he used I I think some of their lyrics to convict me of truths that were in God's word. Um, and uh, that that music was really important to me, and now I mean they're about the worst case scenario of like this public like display of like it's like an angsty teenager thing of like rebelling against the church, and it's right. like you don't have to go that direction either. You know that you had a lot of fans that yeah. you know really benefited from what you had to say and that's important and beautiful to them and you don't have to sabotage this well and it sounds to me like it sounds like this is the case in that case from the little i know i don't know a ton but in that case and then other similar cases uh, james white actually was talking about this where he's he in i think he was talking about the the guy from hillsong recently marty samson yeah Yeah, where he was like i just think there's something else going on here um, and and yeah. James White was getting at like 
almost every time in these, there's some sort of sin that you want to hang on to mm-hmm. that you don't like what scripture has to say and therefore yeah. don't like oh, what true Christians have to say. Problem, and right, and sure. yeah, like that seems to be the theme repeatedly with a lot of these is, you know, either you don't like what they have to say personally because you want to hang on to your sin or, or your sin is you don't want to call other people out on their sin. But that's and, still not liking still, what the Bible has exactly, to say because still the, the Bible says you have to do that. Yeah, I think um, one of the things, uh, I think this was Doug Wilson recently was talking about the Joshua Harris apostasy kind of thing. And um, the thing that Doug Wilson pointed out that I thought was pretty interesting was Josh Harris started his kind of skyrocketing rise to fame with I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And (laughs) Wilson pointed out, he's like, so he's kissed Dating Goodbye, and then he kissed his church goodbye, and then he kissed his wife goodbye, and then he kissed his faith goodbye. And he was like, I think the only thing Josh Harris isn't going to kiss goodbye is Josh Harris. I think that's what he loves the most. Who said this? Doug Wilson. And I think that is incredibly insightful, but that's that's the point. It's it's true. It's a sin. All of it is sin. He's not going to kiss It's self-worship, ultimately. But it is. And that's what it, I mean, really... The throne of your life and the throne of your heart is occupied by either Christ or yourself. Yeah. Um, and these people are showing that Jesus is not king for them. Yep. He's not on the throne. And one day their knee will bow, and every knee will bow, and they will find out he really was king. And they can play this little game for now, but, it's but gonna it, end. it's it is going to end yeah. where you get to play this you know, fake king. I, I always think of the... Uh, the uh, Robin Hood, the Disney one with the foxes. Oh yeah, I, I think of him. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> where, where the what is it? What's the the fake king like Prince whatever? Oh, I don't remember. I just love. Every, it, this is funny. As I just said, it's one of my favorite movies. Well, but it is from my childhood. Yeah, from my childhood. <laughs> I haven't watched it. in Probably years. haven't watched it in over yeah. twenty years. But but the point is, I love. As a kid, I didn't realize the reason his crown wouldn't stay up. Like it always fell down oh, around his yeah. ears is because it's not his crown. Oh, that's really good. It's not his crown, and one day the king will come back and he's going to take his crown back. That's a good sermon. You're going to be found out, right? Yeah. You're not the king, and so anyway, I just I always think to about show that. up at a future ransom city. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I just I've always thought like as a kid, I didn't realize why that's the good. crown was. Falling I didn't put that together either. I haven't seen it in so long. That's he always good. had to keep propping it up. Um, but yeah, so anyway. Well, and even, I'll go back. This is just how my brain works, so you're getting a, a peek at my brain. But I'm, to go back in the MacArthur and, and Robbie Zacharias thing, like, obviously, we love those guys. Like, yeah, they've they, been influential and I They were not denying the faith lives. in those interviews, but right. just, no. the, the the some of the questions weren't handled the it's best. Like, or, you're right there, buddy. There were, yeah, there were comments here and there that were concerning from the standpoint yeah. of, like, you don't need to do that, like... Yeah, that that's all that we mean. Just not the best, but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we love those brothers. Um, anyway, just to clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> my o- my over clarification for the day. Later. We can we can cross that off just in case uh, mm-hmm. we hadn't gotten to it yet. Kind of like in your sermon, but <laughs> I did I did do that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so anyway, I hope you can hear from us that we're not trying to be calloused about it. But there is a theological reality behind apostasy is that no one really ever walks away from the faith. They can walk away from their pronouncement of the faith. They can walk away from what they thought they held as sincerely held beliefs. But Jesus doesn't lose sheep. He's the good shepherd who does not lose sheep. Um, And so what I think we wanted to say about that is that you should be encouraged that even say you're a Christian who maybe you looked up to some of these guys in a big way, and maybe your world was rocked when someone you know or some of these big names are, quote, falling away from the faith. 
but just know that that doesn't mean you'll fall away. No. If, if Jesus is king in your right. life and you're not trying to get around scripture in some way or love yeah. your sins if secretly, you're truly his if, if you truly his, have faith you always will be mm-hmm. and that's the that's the encouragement that we're not trying to be a, a bridge troll about it and be right. like you know cold and calloused but no. but truly the the answers in scripture are that if they leave it means they were never christians it really yeah. does yeah so it's to this be an is nothing new yeah. It's going to continue to happen that oh, yeah. we're going to have people that claim to be Christians that show themselves to not be Christians by denying their faith at some point. Yeah. That's nothing new. And there's nothing wrong in the sense of like that is wrong for them to do. But this is not happening outside of the sovereign will of God. God is not failing. Oh, right. And know, I, like, I think one no, like, not encouraging thing that is as like, um, disheartening as it is to see like some of these people that we kind of lifted up uh walking away to whatever extent they are it's like um we we can still like value whatever uh teaching and influence that they had on us before the before they did these things you said these things um but we'll agree with what they've had to say only as far as it agrees with scripture yep yeah Um, exactly and it is it is kind of a, a humbling of like i follow christ not anyone else's uh teaching rather than idolizing you know uh teachers musicians pastors celebrity pastors Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be um of you know it some people could look at those people and say like i'll just follow them and agree with scripture as much as they do or their teaching um but that's not what we're to do with as christians that's idolatry right we um I was just thinking about like encouragement and perseverance. And um, I know we were last time we were out in Bethlehem uh, for the, or uh, at the pastor's uh, conference. Yeah. Pastor's conference. We're talking about like John Piper and how one encouraging um, thing has just been that he's still a solid Christian. Yeah, right. He didn't leave his wife. He didn't share his faith. He didn't leave his ministry. No scandals. No, like saying really bizarre, like almost like weird, semi heretical <laughs> yeah. stuff. Right. No, yeah. Heretical no, stuff. Just plugging along. It's just like he's doing faithful he's just stuff. Going. Like Chris, I, I remember, I, I can't remember all that you said to him, but um, when we were talking about it at the conference and you got to go meet him, mm-hmm. I know at least what you were thinking of. It was just like, thanks for just loving your wife well and loving your church. Yeah. And like that in itself is a huge encouragement to yeah. me. Um, so just seeing seeing guys like that and just knowing the work that God is doing through them and through his church globally. And it's an it's just an illustration of true Christians will persevere because God will make sure that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. He preserves his people in the faith until... Uh, we reach the finish line until yeah. we die or Christ returns. And it's a simple one, but like, if Jesus gives you eternal life, it's eternal. It doesn't matter. Right. right? Eternal life can't Eternal, finite, temporary eternal life. That's not how that works. So if you have eternal life, you always will. Yep, exactly. All right, so for our next segment... We're going to try and do segments now, guys. We're going to try and grow up a little bit. We're going to be a real show. We're going to be a real podcast. (laughs) I'm a real boy. (laughs) I'm a real podcast. Um, So for this next segment, we're going to call it, at least for now, we're going to call it Advice You Didn't Ask For. Uh, And this is going to be uh, just like a brief peek into things that we find interesting that you probably won't. And 
this is probably a waste of everyone's time and money. But here's um, the thing. There might be one listener somewhere sure. every time we do this. Sure. Because that's interesting. I'm going to check that out. We're you doing know, it for you. It's prob- just for you, Probably Steve. not about, about this first one. Steve in Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> Steve in Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg. Do we, I guess, how about this? Tweet at Sower's Almanac yeah. if you actually listen to this and you live in Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a big wrestling city, so oh, it might be. Yeah. All right, well, I think I subconsciously did oh. that. Yeah. So anyway, no one's going to care about what Seth is about to talk about. <laughs> and I'm going to actually, I'm going to start a timer because I don't want this to go for very long at all. So I'm going to give you like a minute. I get a minute? Yep. Okay. Ready, right. go. Advice you didn't ask for. Okay, uh, if you want to get into pro wrestling, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is probably my favorite company. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite companies. The way to start there, they're a Japanese wrestling company, the way to start there Sorry, is guys. I would watch the G1 Climax tournament from this year. Uh, I, I Listen, I understand. The name is very, very weird. I, I think it stands for Grade 1. This is a little history I know. It's like it's a, a horse racing term, I think. Like grade one horses, That's I think is what they're referencing. It. I don't know. It's, Could you explain <laughs> get past it, it. Get past it. So the G1 Climax Tournament, which is a weird name, and just get over it and just watch it, um, is like a huge round-robin tournament, and they all wrestle. Like, essentially, everybody wrestles everybody for a, oh. a title opportunity. Not at the same time. They don't do it at the same time. They're individual oh. matches. But it's very long. It's like 90-something matches. Don't watch every match. What oh. I would do is I would look up match recommendations online. What are the... What are the best matches Don't that people like? No, watch them. They're really, really good. If you like pro wrestling, and if you like pro wrestling that treats it like a sport, even though we all know yeah, it's yeah, not. And we are out of time. Check out the G1 oh, Climax from this year. So it was really sorry, good. But... I, I'll say this. That was the longest minute, I think, of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you could just see my face and Greg's face while he was I don't think they even need that, to see your faces. They could hear the audio if you guys just... I could uh, booing and hissing. Upload some pictures if you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wrestling, you know, uh, did Catherine tell you what she did? She like she... hung out with Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I heard a little what's bit the, of what's the, the, the other company? Jackie. It was like a really small one. Warrior is that where she was, was at? Warrior, yeah, yeah, it was a local. Yeah, I think it's pretty like, new. Warrior she wrestling. Like volunteered at some event at a high school, like way out in <laughs> Chicago awesome. Heights or whatever. <laughs> and um, she was going to be just selling merch, but she ended up like someone's camera guy didn't show up for interviews, so she was like filming interviews with Mick Foley and stuff. That's <laughs> that amazing. Really <laughs> I gotta talk to her about this because that sounds awesome. So whatever your small companies are, she's she's kind of kind broken, of a big deal. Broken into the industry now, apparently. She's, she's in the industry. So. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. man, I don't care about any of that. All right, um, <laughs> what do you care? He about? He needs Chris? it too. He does. What not do you care, care about? You know? I, what do I care about? Yeah. We'll get into that on another episode. He'll get a minute. We'll what do, do you this love? segment again. What do you <laughs> I love my dog Baxter. <laughs> well, this is happening. Uh, no, we'll do we'll do advice you didn't ask for again because because boy do I that was a care. success. It went over really well. Seth is especially Seth is like people really glowing right now that he got yeah. to talk about New Japan wrestling. Um, New Japan okay. pro wrestling. So oh, it's pro- get the acronym. say the uh as, just, as we say as we, 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 we did name it 
Um, so we'll give you guys kind of the little the almanac or the kind of brief update on what's going on with us. Um, the almanac within the almanac. The almanac's almanac. Um, as far as a brief update, we wanted to give you guys a little peek into how we're doing, what's going on with us. Um, I thought just for today we'd cover what we're preaching through right now mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of the story behind that. So right now we're going through Matthew chapters 26 through 28. Uh, and specifically, we've titled it The King and the Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew for... Uh, I don't know how many years at this point. Five years, I want to say. Are we at five? I think we're in the fifth year. Okay. Yeah. Mm. We're running out of runway. We're running out of runway. <laughs> got um, think of some other stuff. Um, I'm sure no one remembers this, but uh, we uh, I think we addressed it in a previous episode. But a few years ago, we uh, at one of our yearly planning retreats, we kind of mapped out like yeah. five years worth of uh, sermon series, and we picked some uh, longer books. So First uh, Corinthians, Matthew, and, uh, and we Psalms. planned. Yeah, yeah, oh, Psalms. Yeah, we do those in the summer, and that's been really good too. Um, kind of a, a good uh, little breather, kind mm-hmm. of a break for our, our people and us. Yep. Um, but yeah, we kind of mapped out um, how to do these series uh, in sequence and, and come back to little chunks of them year after year. Mm-hmm. So um, part of the reason we did that is it it is a lot less work for us oh just to have yeah. those tracks to run on. And know that, like, we're going to come back to Matthew. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seth, like, yeah, I know um, even earlier this year when uh, when Chris, you were out, out for a couple months with uh, some school stuff. But, like, Seth and I were struggling to think of, like, oh, we need, like, a little sermon series to kind of fill these couple weeks. And, like, it was awesome to be able to fall back on. You're like, well, wait a minute. Let's just go back to Matthew. We yeah. can just do that now. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, perfect. Let's we don't do have that. To... <laughs> um, but yeah. we used to, like, just constantly be talking about, like, what sermon series and yeah. know, books. Um, and we still have to do a little of that. But um, this is saved just a lot to give you time. an update, I mean, like, we were all kind of, like, excited about this and hoping it... It worked out, and it has been. Like, I don't at all regret doing this. It's been great. And we're really excited to pick a couple more books because we're coming to the end of both of them. And Um, I think our people like it, too, because it's like there's some consistency, but it's not like you're going through Isaiah for, like, 60 years. (laughs) Right. It's like manageable. It's broken up into mini-series, and then we kind of switch back and forth between 1 Corinthians and Matthew, so so it breaks it up. So to give you an idea, it's like, you know, say... Well, I mean, I guess I could just think about what we did this year. But, like, say, for instance, you were going to start this tomorrow. What's nice is, is we broke each book up into, like, kind of logical sections. So, like, say you've got Matthew 1 through 4, you know, kind of the beginning of his life and, and the start of his ministry. And you've got 5, 6, and 7, which is an easy, like, you got the Sermon on the Mount. And, and you got you break it up into these little kind of logical sections. And then once you've done that work of breaking up the book, you've got... Four, five, six, seven years. Yeah, and you can come out. back to them whenever. Yeah, I mean, and, you, and it's kind of nice. Like you could, you can name them. You can not name them. You can get <laughs> right. with it. You can get really over it, like we have. Yeah, we're we're pretty <laughs> over it. Um, I think uh, I think in the future we're probably just if it's going to be if it's a topical series, obviously we'll come up with some name. But in general, Otherwise, I think it's going to be like I don't think we're going to do topical series. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do yeah, too many topical very series, few but of them, yeah. but like say we're doing Ephesians or something, it's like. Like, 
you know what the series is called? It's called Ephesians. <laughs> that that comes with, uh, and, and I, I wonder uh, how quickly other people hit this benchmark. But you know, six years into you know the from the official launch Getting of Ransom City, it. yeah, it, it you get tired of naming stuff. series. Kind of like we're preaching Matthew, so. right? <laughs> well, and, and after a while, it's like, do we have to? No, like no. it's not. Ne- it's you not a necessity. Uh, there's no biblical command to name your conversations. <laughs> the early church was not happening. Right. Yeah. We're not right. having this like, conversation. Who should be the sermon graphic? <laughs> right. And it's like you can have those. That's fine. But like you don't have to come up right. with a if name. If you can't, or it's fine. Don't want to. There and people might probably aren't be a better use of time. Much of a, people <laughs> right. probably aren't going to notice much of a difference if you have a cute sermon no. series name versus just. Going through the Gospel of Matthew, make yeah. the content clear uh, and awesome. Yeah. Well, part of it too is I like upon uh, further inspection, I realized like a lot of the sermon series I was like listening through, like when I was listening through sermon series from other churches, like new to the faith, I'd go, "Oh yeah, man, that series was really good. What was that? Oh, uh, Ephesians. They didn't have a they didn't have a name. For yeah. It. <laughs> like, well, um, they like, didn't have a I big mean, uh, yeah sermon series names aren't memorable. If you're like, yeah, I was, I really like their series through this. It's like you, you might remember the series name, that. but it's yeah, you're annoying if there's a series yeah. name. Um, but I think like there's been a lot of freedom in this and a safety net because it's like if something else comes up that we just want to address as a church, like we could take a few weeks and do a series on mm-hmm. whatever yeah. and then come back to it. But if we can't think of anything, like. Let's, Let's go right keep, back to God's word and keep doing it. Let that providential ordering of scripture just walk through it and see what happens. But yeah, I mean, I think what's cool is having you know picked three, I would say, pretty sizable books. Psalms being obviously huge, and then mm-hmm. Matthew is pretty long, and then First Corinthians is not short either. So what we've got there is like, say you pick, I don't know, four or five chapters a year or something like that, or maybe even just three chapters a year from each of those. You've got, I mean, say you do Psalms for the summer, say you do like six to ten weeks there, that's like two months. Uh, you've got maybe three months or so of First Corinthians, three months or so of uh, Matthew. You've got only a couple months left in the year. We usually take the whole month of December for Advent. Mm-hmm. So now it's really just like when we come together for our yearly planning retreat to kind of map out the year, we're basically just picking like what ten weeks of yeah, sermons, it's a lot and it's so kind of, manageable. It's kind of like exponential too because we can just get further and further ahead. Yeah, at, at that yep. point, or yep. uh, that's what we did the last couple detailed of years. and granular. So yeah, like sometimes, sometimes, like I remember uh, last year, we even like started looking at the individual sections and titles and, and mm-hmm. how many verses and actually breaking up them up that way because we had time to we, we yeah, right yeah had the main heavy because lifting done. three or four years ago we already right. portioned out so the then year. this year yeah we got to remember this so this year we're we're running out of runway well, so we gotta we won't announce it now i don't think but we do have stuff. another longer yeah. book oh so i think we got to oh cover gosh. it yeah so oh, i'm so excited for yeah, yeah me too that'll be good I, th- um, I think it's a good time to do yeah. it yeah but uh but yeah, we'll be starting a new kind of longer book again uh, after Matthew is done, and I think it'll be awesome. But uh, but yeah, so that would be our encouragement to you guys is, you know, don't stress yourself out over sermon graphics or interesting sermon series names, and pick some long books and just do the faithful work of week in, week out, preaching through them. So you mm-hmm. have one less thing to worry about. Yeah. 
And if you pick like we did, three big books, that's most of your year every year. Yeah. Um, but you can still go back and forth between them to kind of break it up so you're not like just preaching through Matthew yeah. for three years straight. And yeah. I mean, it's going to... Not that oh, that would man. be bad. We, you, you can. Yeah, you we can, can talk really about can. this in a, a future segment too, but it can make it a lot easier for like other teams within your church, depending on what size you are. Because yeah. like even me planning liturgy, picking out songs, like it's nice when we sit down we're like, Oh, like these are a couple songs that come to mind and it gives me time to like find some themes and like learn some new songs mm-hmm. that would fit better in the series. Yeah, like, uh, I've been, you know, happy this year. We've got kind of a, a crop of new songs. Mm-hmm. A lot of them sovereign grace. I love those guys. Their songwriting. Um, but then it kind of gives you some time to work on it and really find some new stuff to mm-hmm. introduce to your people and just to, to make it easier to have a few songs in the hopper in your head um, and, and pull them out for the, the sermon series on the weeks that are going to be most impactful. Did we plug your album, by the way, speaking of worship? Because you should. You should tell people. Oh, Greg put out a worship album. Yeah, well, I, that? I wouldn't exactly call it a worship album well it's not yeah it's it's not like ccm like i am genre wise like no it's more like uh like kind of a cross between country and trap music i would say (laughs) for some reason i was like i was like tracking with you for a second i was like no it's not no no it's it's more of kind of a um folky psychedelic journey across the universe and the <laughs> but um, it is still Greg, it is still Greg at its heart worship just trying to say he's really deep and really intellectual oh it's, it's, a, it's a brooding concept <laughs> yeah no but it, it is um, worship and yeah i mean a, a couple of the the tracks I, i've done a little bit at ransom city um but it's called everything takes forever i came out with it um on the last day of last year because it did take forever and i had to cut myself off after a time um, but but yeah, it's, really it's got some uh, really like some it. worshipy stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah, and some stuff that is uh, not suitable to corporate worship. But I'm like, you know, whatever. That's that's the song. And but I'm, it's still worshipful. How do you find it, yeah. Greg? Um, so actually, a lot of different ways. I'm on uh, Bandcamp. I'm on Noise Trade. I'm on um, a little thing called uh, Apple Music and <laughs> iTunes. If you ever, ever start up, you probably haven't heard of it. Yeah, I'm on uh, Spotify. I think I'm on Rhapsody. I know a lot of you guys are really big <laughs> Rhapsody users out there. Um, I feel like at this point you're just making up. Making up. He's like coming up oh, with company well, names. No, no that exists. Well, I'm, on, to help uh, you guys I'm on find YouTube. The, like, the audio is up there. Uh, yeah, I got it. Really I'll, nice... I'll spell Greg's name too because it's unorthodox. Uh, it's G R E G G X. No, it's not. G R E G G and then P R I C K E T T. So yeah. two G's, two T's. And uh, kind of the. Um, imprint i guess or, or collective this is all filed under is uh called Waspeak, um which yeah we can talk more about that in a future episode sure. too um but that will be kind of a lot of the music for different configurations of ransom city church mm-hmm. um members um like uh me and seth and our deacon mike is uh uh, a really awesome guitarist and works with us yep. a lot too. So we'll be 
recorded There's more some stuff as a church in a big old family yeah. band. <laughs> and uh, yeah, more to come. I'm I'm excited about that. So yeah, please look it up. Let me know what you think. And yeah, we'll tell talk your to you guys soon. Yeah, so that's it for this episode. Uh, you can find us at Sowers Almanac on Twitter. You can find us at ransomcitychurch.org. Um, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, if you want to support us, you can also go to our website, ransomcitychurch.org slash give or click on the giving tab um, and then most of all just p- please be praying for us um, mm-hmm. as we are just three pastors two of us doing this in our free time as we're bivocational free um, time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah so please be praying for us pray that God would do a good work through us and especially as we're finishing out the year in the gospel of Matthew that he would use his word to, uh, to convict uh, and encourage us mm-hmm. thanks guys 